Uh, one of the verses that we read in, in week one of this series called Now and Forever was just out of the Lord's Prayer where Jesus said, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This idea that Jesus was praying like, hey, this thing, eternity, this thing after life, let's bring that, let's bring heaven here on earth. And so we've been looking at um, heaven, eternity, understanding that what you believe about forever determines how you live today. So we've challenged you a little bit about your, your priorities and your beliefs about heaven and hopefully some of those things have, have you've been inspired and encouraged to take some next steps of faith in that. I've got a question for you uh, to, going on a different tangent. What are, it, what are some scary movies that, that maybe you like? Any scary movie fans were in the month of October? Okay, some of you guys, you're crazy. I hate scary movies. I do not do uh, scary movies. Uh, one of the first scary movies that I remember seeing uh, was Jaws. Did anybody see? You're, you're dating yourself right there. Um, on, 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 if you saw it in the theaters anyway. I did not see it in the theater, but uh, I remember uh, not wanting to go into the ocean after I saw that one. Now, uh, as I started getting older into the theaters, I'm a child of the 90s. So uh, Blair Witch Project, Scream, uh, that thing called The Ring. Oh my gosh, you know, just seeing that right now, kind of like, eh, I don't want any of that. Don't worry for you clown it people, I don't have a picture of that, so I won't, I won't show you that. Now, some of y'all live a horror story every Sunday it's called the Dallas Cowboy uh, uh, Afternoon, and you, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, at least you're not the Broncos fans who gave up 70 points last week. My goodness, yeah, I know. Offend them early right there, I know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had to throw that in there. Listen, we're talking about end times, and um, there's some, sometimes you read through it, and there's some scary things in there. We saw in that video earlier earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars and you're like is there a nuclear holocaust and all the you know all these sorts of things um and really when you look at scripture it does talk about these things and we'll we'll, we'll dissect some of that but it's like it, it's meant to be an encouragement this thing of jesus jesus is coming back and there is a day of judgment but you do not have to be afraid of standing before your creator but a big part of the series has been understanding that one day you will stand before your creator. And that is the pinnacle moment of your life. Are you ready for that moment? Not saying you're perfect, but at the same time, we have been building towards that moment um, in this. So we're talking about the end times today. And before I do that, um, I've also had several near-death experiences in this uh, series, which I'm like, I do not want to get struck by lightning if you've kind of heard some of these stories. So there's a video um, that's on YouTube. I guess it's a song. It's called Dumb Ways to Die. And, and, and so it's like, dumb ways to die. And I got this from, I was going on a hike with the Clarks and Micaiah, who's in their, their daughter, who's in the fifth grade. She kept singing this song because we got on this hike and we ended up going off the path. We were kind of bushwhacking, and she just kept saying, dumb ways to die. And I'm like, oh, this is really a dumb way to die. So I asked Micaiah this week, I said, hey, can you give me some uh, things? So she, this is a fifth grader 
uh, Micaiah, who goes to Freedom, Freedom Church. She's probably in Freedom Kids right now. She says, uh, um, under a tree in a lightning storm. And I would, I would agree with that. She said, that would be dumb ways to die. Okay. Um, setting your hair on fire. All right. You can sing it with me. Dumb ways to die. Okay. I'm not a great singer, but um, wrestling a hippopotamus. Dumb ways to die. We're getting better. We're getting better. Okay. Um, let's see. Stealing honey from a beehive. That would not be good. All right. So dumb ways to die. All right. I'm going to get you eventually. Um, talking to your brother when he's mad. All right. Any parents of toddlers? All right. Dumb ways to die. All right. Uh, next one. Eating a live crab. That would not be, uh, I, I guess that would do some damage on the inside. All right, so dumb ways to die. And last one, um, making a big cat mad. All right, and we, we've kind of talked about this in the series of like, does our pets go to heaven or not? We said not cats, right? It, your cat, if it was bigger than you, your cat, if it was bigger than you, it would eat you. All right, so we just know. So last time. Dumb ways to die. All right, so if you see Micaiah, you can thank her for that um, and bring a little life. All right, so we are fascinated with this topic of, of, of death and eternity. Um, have you ever seen anyone try to predict the end times? Like you'll, you've kind of seen this throughout history. Different people try to pinpoint and nail down exactly. Like in 2012, the Mayan calendar ended. I think it was 2012, and the world was like freaking out about, you know, oh my gosh, this extinct civilization stopped on this date. I don't remember exactly what it was, and, you know, obviously we're still here. I remember one, we went on a vacation, and we were actually, I think we were in uh, Jamaica in 2011, and we get to the resort where we're getting out, and as we're getting out of our, our taxi to the resort, there's all these people all wearing the same shirt, and we're kind of like, oh my gosh, some sort of conference or something. And they all had this shirt on, uh, something about the end times, and it had this date, May 21st, 2011. I don't know if you remember this. It was called Family Radio, and it was some, I, I, I say this very lightly, a Christian organization. They use Christian language, and said May 21st, 2011. They spent millions of dollars. This guy, Harold Camping, got all these donations and stuff, and he, he said this is the date. And so it made national news. You might have, I only remember seeing it because they were all on this resort trying to convince us all that Judgment Day was coming. I'm like, I'm sorry, I've read my Bible. Nobody knows the date or time, right? But um, we get fascinated by these things and we want to know. Now, listen, I, I'm going to preach this message and I, I'm going to kind of just put my cards on the table. I hate this topic. I really do not enjoy discussing this topic whatsoever. Two reasons why. One is, it's not our mission. This right here is, is, is not the mission of, that Jesus gives us, okay? Jesus said this in Acts chapter uh, 1. Right, right after his resurrection, he's with his disciples. He's getting ready to ascend into heaven. They're going to like actually watch him go into heaven. It, but they don't know that. They don't know exactly what's going on. And the apostles came to Jesus after he rose from the dead, and they're thinking, this is it. This is the time. They kept asking, all right? 
Like my kids keep asking for sugar. Can I have some sugar? Can I have the candy? Can I have the candy? Can I have this candy? Can I have some juice? I'm like, nah, you just had some. Well, when can I have some? I, I don't know. They kept asking, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Again, they are thinking, Jesus just rose from the dead. We're unstoppable. This is awesome. All very good. But they're thinking, hey, is it all, you know, you're going to free us from Rome and all these other things? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. All right? Jesus does a little a knock-knock joke on him. He goes, knock-knock. Nunya. Nunya business. He's like, these dates, these times, these things you want to know about in times, none yet. I, it's not, they are not for you to know. But he doesn't skip a beat. Watch what he dives into. All right? Instead of worrying about all these dates and times, he just goes right on, like he like just dismisses their question about the kingdom. But you will receive power. You want power? You'll receive power from the Holy Spirit. You want to, you want to, you want to defeat kingdoms? Here's how. Be my witnesses. Tell people about me. In Jerusalem, Judea, that hated place, Samaritans, those hated Samaritans, go there. Oh, also, go to the ends of the earth. This is not our mission to know dates and times and get all caught up in this. I hate this topic because it's not our mission. I hate this topic because people will use it to flex spiritual muscle. You ever, you ever meet any, like, people who are, like, just overboard on the book of Revelation? Hey, are you pre-trib, post-trib, pre-millennial? Uh, they they, they, they kind of come out with you with all these things. They're like a re- Revelation snob, all right? I would, I would say stay away from them. They don't have any friends. Uh, they uh, are going to probably, lead, like, way to know a whole bunch of stuff about things that are not important to us. Revelation is important, but again, they, we get tripped up on all of these things, and, and so I want to do a couple things we, in this, why I don't like it, and why I don't like conversations with this, is it disguises spiritual maturity as knowledge, when if you, if you read the prayer right back there, our mission is to help people take the next step of faith in their relationship with Jesus together. I am way more concerned about you obeying whatever God is calling you to do and taking that step of faith, which is going to be really hard, but it's going to grow your faith. It's going to grow your maturity. It's going to grow your relationship with God. It's going to impact eternity. I'm way more concerned about that than your knowledge and memory of the book of Revelation. Okay? Now, it is fun. Don't get me wrong. I like to kind of dig through this. So as we go through things today, you might want to know, well, I would like to eventually on my own, and I would, I would encourage you to do this. Go, if you're interested in going verse by verse, chapter by chapter through Revelation, there's a lot of great things to do there. Do there. So what I've done, go ahead and go to this next slide with a, a text. You can text the word Nunya, that's how I spell Nunya, okay, to 505-278-7556. Okay? You're just going to get a, an automatic text message back with a link on there. And, and this is the only time it's going to be up here. So if you, you want that, you can do it. 
it'll, it'll uh, send you a link, and it's a chapter-by-chapter -chapter audio guide through the book of Revelation. There's a bunch of them out there, okay? So this is one that I listened to. I've listened to it a couple times in the last decade. I thought it was great. I don't agree with everything the guy said, but at the same time, I thought it's fantastic. Sometimes you just want to know and someone to walk you through these things. So here's a great chance at a resource for something like that. If you have the Bible app on your phone, which a lot of you do, it's actually a Bible plan on there, so you could look it up as well. But you can text that in. You should get a link back. If you don't get a link back, I'll find it this afternoon, and I'll, I'll see who texted it in, and I'll, I'll uh, send it to you later this afternoon too. But I wanted to give you that. The Bible in Revelation talks about a great tribulation. It talks about wars, antichrists, earthquakes, a blood moon, all that sort of stuff. And while I just said I hate talking about it, I do want to talk about it for just a minute, all right? I want to give you just a little bit of highlight, okay? So one of the verses is out of Revelation chapter 20, and it talks about this thousand-year reign of Jesus, all right? So here's the verse. It says, When I saw an angel coming from heaven, the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand, he seized the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him for 1,000 years. Then the angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut down and locked so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the 1,000 years were finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while. That seems really weird and really strange. And I'm like, I have, no, if you're asking me, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Good as guess is mine, you know. But a lot of people, they, they want to go through and kind of, hey, what, is, what are the possibilities here? And so this is just four common things. And, and again, I'm not going to argue about these. People do, and these are the ones that I'm saying, hey, stay away from these people. We're not going to argue about it. But let me just kind of show you a little bit of picture of what this could mean. So big words here, post-tribulational premillennial. Blah. You know, that's like $100 seminary words right there. So here's Jesus, death, resurrection, time, the tribulation. You'll see another verse where it talks about, hey, there's going to be this time of, of wars and famines and just great trials and tribulations, okay? Then Jesus comes. Then this thousand years of reigning that we just read about. And then Jesus, after the thousand years, like just reigns for the rest of eternity. So some people would say, hey, I believe that millennium, that thousand years is after the tribulation. And, after, and, and so uh, the final judgment is, is right here. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, so here's a different order of sequence. Here comes Jesus, and we, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, rapture, okay? The, like, here's the church, here's the believers right now. They're caught up with Jesus in the rapture. Then seven years of tribulation and trials. Then here comes this 1,000 years of Jesus reigning that we just read about, right? 1,000 years, Satan locked away. And then after that 1,000 years, then Jesus comes. I know some of you guys are like glazed over right now. And you're like, I don't care. I get it. I get it. All right. Um, next one. Let's go. Here's another one. People would say, oh, I'm not that. I'm post-millennial. So they would say that this thousand years, here's Jesus dying on the cross. Now we're 2,000 years later. Somewhere, we don't know exactly where, where all of this thousand years is actually taking place at some point in time before Jesus comes back. So the tribulation and everything else could be in here somewhere. When Jesus comes, boom, it happens. Final judgment, just everything, just boom, happens right there. Thousand years right here. So these people would say, I'm a post 
millennialism, like Jesus comes after, post-millennium, after the thousand years. Okay, last one. These people would say the millennium, the thousand years that we just read about, is not a literal thousand years. They would say this is something that's symbolic, all right? And so they would say, hey, I'm, I'm more like, hey, this is a sim- symbolic 1,000 years. At some point, Jesus is coming back. Either way, Jesus is coming back. People have ideas of when they read through Revelation about the timeline. I don't want us to get, I, I know I just went through it. If you're confused as I am, don't worry about it. Who cares? All right. Jesus is not concerned about who gets it right. What have we learned in this series? if you've been tracking with us. He is concerned about when he comes back, who is living it right? Who's living this thing out called faith? Who's living out this thing? They say, hey, you're a follower of Jesus? I'm going to come. I'm going to see if you're living it out. Are you living for yourself? Are you building up and storing up treasures here on earth that won't last? Or are you building up things for eternity? Because what you do now matters in eternity. So, so I don't like this topic because, okay, it's fun, but it, Jesus isn't concerned about whether or not we get this right. It's not like when he comes back and you'd be like, oh my gosh, you picked the exact date. Congratulations. You got it. No, doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. All right, so as we go through this, here's what you need to know. What do I need to know about the end times? First, Jesus is coming back. What do you need to know? He's coming back. He left and he's coming back. We read in 2 Peter, if you were here, you know, people are like, oh, is he really coming back? Like, it's taking forever. You know, he's taking so long, people will even question if he is. I promise you, he's coming back. Acts 1, after Jesus talked to his guys and said, none ya, it's none ya business about the dates and times, get to work about telling people about me. Then it says, after this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. This is called the ascension. They saw Jesus go to heaven. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but here it is. Someday, we don't know when, someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Jesus is coming back. It's one of the promises of Scripture. Second thing you need to know, or one of the things you need to know, is that he's coming back in bodily form. Like how? How is Jesus coming back? Is he going to come quietly and secretly like he came the first time? The Bible seems to say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, not a whisper, a shout, with a voice of an archangel and the trumpet call of God. The indication that this one's not secret. He's not coming in a manger. All right, there's going to be something known about this is the indication that we seem to get from this verse right here. Jesus himself, the Lord himself, God himself, will. he's coming back. He's coming back in bodily form. When that happens, third thing is there will be a reunion with God forever. Matthew 24 says, this is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other one left. Two women will be grinding in the handmill. 
One will be taken and the other one left. Two men will be on, sitting on a toilet in a public restroom. And one's going to hear a flush and then not see anyone in the Like, what's going on? Where'd that guy go? Sorry. Potty humor. First Thessalonians kind of describes the same event. First, the believers who have died, when Jesus comes back, we said he's going to come back in bodily form, the believers who died will rise from the graves. Then together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. Why is, he, why is Paul writing about this to the Thessalonians? What's his point? He says, this is meant to encourage you, not to scare you, not when you read through Revelation, not to get all panicky and go into conspiracy theories. No, this is meant to encourage you, inspire you, all right? This is something that you are going to be looking forward to. I want to see Jesus coming back, all right? So unless you're engaged to be married and you've committed yourself to abstinence, okay, like, we're looking forward to this. We want him to come back. No one, that one just went right over. Okay, sorry. Are we living in the end times? Some of you are all asking that question. Are we living in the end times? Yes. Read what Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. It says, you should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times. I'm going to go through this list. You just check off in your brain to see if, if any of these hit. For the people will love only themselves and their money. Check. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God. Check, check, check. Disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. Check. <laughs> Some of you are like, point. don't point, don't point. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others, have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Check. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, love pleasure rather than God. Check, 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 check. This one hits home for us. They will act religious but they will reject the power that could make them godly. We act religious. We know how to act the part, but deny God's power. Christian atheists. We've been living in the end times since Jesus left. Those original disciples, those guys who saw him leave, thought he was coming back within their lifetime. And so goes with us. When Jesus said, I'll be back, he's coming back, when he left, we're waiting for him to come back, and one day he will. And we've been living in the end times ever since. Jesus says, that could be at any moment. You must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. So there is a sense Jesus is coming back. There is a sense he could come at any moment. Do I? I don't know when. Could he come right now? I believe he could. 
I believe a lot of, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's some things that need to happen first. And I get that. I understand there's some things that haven't quite happened yet. But if you study church history, if you go through it, there's some things done in church history that kind of line up and say, well, that got checked, that got checked, that got checked. Potentially, it could happen at any moment. And Jesus is saying, are you ready? For when he comes back, what's the implication? When he comes back, one of the things is Jesus expects results. We've read this every single week. He gave out to some servants. He gave five bags of silver. To some, he gave two bags of silver. To one, he gave one bag of silver. When he comes back to hold them account, that guy said, hey, man, I took your five and turned it into ten. I took your two and I turned it into four. The one said, I was scared. I didn't do anything. I was afraid, and I did nothing. And that guy did not get the high fives and cheers. Jesus expects, hey, I've given you gifts. I've given you resources. I've given you time. What did you do with the opportunities that I gave you? He expects some results. Men of Galilee, the angel said, after Jesus went into heaven. Watch this. Jesus goes into heaven. What was on their brain? Power, authority. When is your kingdom going to come and just, you know, help Israel and and get us out of this slavery to Rome? When are you going to do all these things? The dates and times aren't for you to know. When do you, you want power? You want to change the world? Go tell people about me. Then he, poof, gone. He's out of there. Two angels come in. They're staring up to heaven. Watch what the angels say. Why are you standing here? Staring into heaven. Get to work. He just gave you a mission and you're just standing here. It's like, wake up, guys. Healthy urgency. Healthy urgency is what we've been preaching in this thing. Not guilt and a bunch of manipulating you into a frenzy of religious activity. No. Seek God. Ask, seek, knock, and then he will speak. When he speaks, just say, yes, I'll go do that and go do that. And then God's going to give you a next step after that. I would say God is waving your hand at you today, kind of like these angels saying, what are you doing standing there? Get to work. We got a mission. Go. I've called you. You. Yes, you. The one who thinks they can't. The one that thinks they're too messed up. Go and move and do. God has a mission to go through you. For those who think you can't, I wrote this down. Jesus is coming back, and he is the author of comeback stories. Whatever's got you down, that's probably the one thing he wants to use, so he gets the glory. Second thing. The implication, Jesus is coming, and he says, come as you are. If you're not a believer today, if you're like, "Ah, I I, I don't know about this Jesus thing, he is coming back. I don't know when, but more importantly, I do know why he came in the first place. As we read in, in 2 Peter, it says, the Lord isn't really being slow about this promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but he wants everyone, everyone to repent. We live in a messed up world. You don't have to look very far, think very far in your own life or in the headlines or in someone you know to know the amount of pain, the chaos, the division, the poverty, the hunger, the abuse. 
our hope is one day Jesus is coming back, and when he does, he will make everything right. A new heaven, a new earth, making things right, making things brand new. The hope we have in life after death has its foundation in the resurrection. The man who beat death, Jesus, eyewitnesses all around, saw him live on this life, saw him claim to be the Messiah, claim to be God in the flesh, which got him arrested and killed. They saw him die, and then they saw him alive again, and then they saw him go into heaven, and then they realized, uh-oh, he said, get to work. And that's what they made their mission, their entire life they gave it to it. They died for this mission to say, I'll surrender everything to God who loves me. And now here we are, 2,000 years later, the mandate hasn't changed. Will you surrender everything to him and live for him? He has a mission that he wants to do in you and through you. The question is not, are we living in the end times? A better question is, are you ready? I started out talking about scary movies. And in the Bible, there's a, there's a scene to me is like my worst nightmare. Jesus talks about the end times in Matthew 7. He says this, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter on judgment day, on judgment day, not just some, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, we cast out demons in your name, we performed miracles in your name. I don't have that on my list. I don't have that on my resume. Did all these things, thinking they were good. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. What a scary horror story. Listen, I don't want to scare you. You do not have to be afraid of this. Jesus gives us the key code. He gives us the clue. I never, say this word with me, I never knew you. It's a relationship. Jesus offers and wants a relationship, not a religious task of doing and doing and doing. I'm good because I did this and I did that. And I, no, that's not how the, work, the thing works. Jesus did the work. He offers a relationship that you just received. That's the good news. That's the gospel. This is, we're going to start a series on Ephesians. Over the next six weeks, we're going to go through the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. God saved you by his grace when you believed. You cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned for us long ago. It's not are we living in the end times. It's are you ready? And do you have that relationship with your creator? Let's stand and let's pray.
Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.